So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special Kefaro cast. The guys are out fishing for the weekend, so Amanda and I have taken over the podcast, and we have Emily Thompson on from Alaska. She is a badass firefighter, and uh, I'm super excited to uh, chat with her. Uh, so hello, Emily. Hey, guys. Thanks hey. For me. We finally did We did it. <laughs> we finally figured it all out. Took yes. us a sec, but we got it. It took us a few times. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Was it three times? <laughs> I think. Whoops. No, Sorry. Maybe, but. All right. So I'm sure I butchered that introduction. Uh, so tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah, no butchering. Mom, <laughs> I'm from Alaska. I work for a local fire department up here. And um, avid outdoorsman, I'd say, but born and raised up here. And I've been on with the fire department for a little over seven years. And, uh, avid outdoorsman. I would say that's a understatement for sure. You are always outside. Yeah, just a, <laughs> always just a little... or traveling. You're everywhere. <laughs> and that's one of like the major perks of the job is the schedule allows for that if you take advantage of it. Um, we get we work what's called a Kelly schedule. So we work 24 hour shifts with a full day off in between for three days on. And then our Kelly is called uh, our, our four days off is called our Kelly. So right now I'm on my Kelly. So I had yesterday off today and then I've got two more days off. So it's like, if you're not taking advantage of it, like shame on you. Right. Exactly. All that time off. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get to the point where you're kind of just like whooped from it from that 24 hours on? Absolutely. But it's, um, you know, I recently moved stations about a year ago. I was at our downtown station where it's a grind, you know, where normally people go like right out of academy for the first handful of years. And um, I recently, yeah, just moved to a station that's on the south side of town, pretty much polar opposites. And uh, it's been quite the adjustment for the better. Uh, our specialty up at station nine is like high angle rope rescue, high country rescue. Um, so we focus on a lot of that stuff, uh, but a lot less of just kind of like your mundane routine. Like everyday uh, <clears throat> or like everyday that. stuff. Oh, my everyday <clears throat> stuff. But man, you'd be real surprised what people call 911 for. Uh, oh, really? At three, at three in the morning. So I'm sure um, some interesting things at three in the morning. <laughs> The list is long. So like the ones that stand out are like, I need help putting on a Band-Aid. Oh, um, gosh. What? At three in the morning. Or I, I did not expect that. Rolled, Can you build them? I rolled my ankle two weeks ago, and now it feels funny. So, <laughs> you know, it's like you, it really does like, okay, you need to sympathize with, this with these, you know, people that are calling for stuff like this. But, you know, it, it makes you think like, oh, God the type of people that I hang, hang out with, like, unless our limb is like dangling off, <laughs> right. no way we're calling it. Like blood spurting, like just put a bandaid on it and you're fine right. or wrap it, wrap it in a towel. You're fine. <laughs> Something, anything, but it's like, I think, you know, people just 
don't really know what's appropriate to call 911 uh, for anymore. It's just too easy. But just, they just want to yeah, talk. Like, oh, yeah. What's, what's the fire department doing? Let's see. They can help me uh, <laughs> rewrap my ankle or help me replace this Band-Aid. And we show up happy to do it. <laughs> nice. Do you guys stay busy up there or is it a little bit more of a small town? Keep you slow and less stress? Um, you know, it's it's busy. Um, and again, like depending on like which station or which part of town you're in, um, it can be busier than uh, other parts of the uh, state or the city. Um, but it's really cool, like where I'm at now, like I was kind of saying with our specialties, it's like each station has a, a specialty. And for me, this high angle rope rescue stuff is like the most applicable thing to my outside of work daily life, whether it's like hunting, fishing, boating. Um, so it's really pretty cool. It's like we work on systems and knots and you know, rescue rigging. And to me, that's just, it's such a benefit into my daily life. Right. You know, it gets me excited to practice that stuff. Heck yeah. Is that like the, I'm trying to imagine what a a rescue rig with rope would be like. Is that like the CrossFit rope where you got to climb it? Uh, Yeah, we've got lots of different types of rope, like life, life safety rope. It's just, you know, built a little bit stronger, but where my station's at, we're kind of right along the turnigan arm that leads, um, to where Kenzie, where I was telling you where I'm going today, towards Girdwood uh, to go run this kind of practice race. But and it's also combined with like the flats out there, so we go do mud rescue stuff. Some people go on uh, all these miles and miles of uh, hiking trail systems that are right above where our station is too. And um, there's a lot of mutual aid that kind of happens depending on how far somebody's back. Uh, if they do get hurt, we've got a rig that's called the mule. It's like a six seater, you know, on tracks or wheels, depending on the season. Um, but lets us gain access to parts that we may not just want to walk and hoof it all the way to. Mm -hmm. And then most recently we use this sked that's got like a one giant one wheel on the bottom that kind of balances on it. And we've had to take that up, you know mile quarter mile half you know um and then it's like got three people on each side and we balance the patient on this gurney stretcher portion if you will that's balanced on this one fat wheel um and that's kind of like an option that we use a lot to get people down if they like roll their ankle or something and in the back country back here dang sounds a little bit more intense than just your standard rescue stuff oh for sure not not that i know anything about it and like i think this is so fascinating i'm like you know what kind of ropes do you use but people might not care i guess um and it's your i don't know if it's your like your day-to-day like boring work life but i think that's so interesting no it definitely is like you have no idea like when you show up to work like the kind of calls that you're gonna get like that's kind of exciting we could yeah it really is um you know, so it's like we show up to work, we've got like our morning routine that we do daily checks and whatnot, kind of check our calendar to see if we have any like annual training for the day. And uh, yeah. you know, all the while, it's like running calls in between. Um, some can be pretty gnarly, you know, and other ones are, I don't want to say mundane, but like <laughs> the band-aids. <laughs> but you, 
right. The band aid. Right. But you essentially got to be ready for anything. You know, anything. Yes. Like, we we know we know a good amount about a lot of different things. That's kind of how this job is. You know, it's like when people don't know what to do or how to handle something. Right. That's what they call nine one one for it. Yeah, and you have to know what to do uh, instantly. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, pretty much. Or it's like, luckily, it's a very team oriented, like profession. And so, yeah, you know, if one of us doesn't know, most likely the other one does. And we've already been on a call like that or had a similar scenario. So right. uh, it's cool to just kind of like troubleshoot and figure stuff out. And I think like the really cool part is like, is that has translated so much into my out of work life you know, like hunting and fishing. And right. Boating, you know what to do. Things. So, or it's like, if I don't know what to do, it's like, I, I don't know. My initial reaction maybe 10 years ago would be like to call somebody to help me. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, fuck, like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel pretty capable. Like let's YouTube it or like, you know, you, you, you um, figure it out. Yeah. You do figure it out. And there's something really powerful about ha- having that like feeling and that knowledge that you can handle it and you don't have to have somebody save you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely been very much like a learning process. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it is pretty satisfying to be like, okay, well, I've never changed the lower unit oil on my boat before. Um, I can take it to a shop and pay out the butt. Right. So, like, you know, it's probably not that complicated. Like, and I might F it up, but you know, I got it. <laughs> but at least you tried. Try. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That was me a few months ago. I fixed my own garbage disposal. I YouTubed it and I did it for like Ooh. two hours. I was down cussing and underneath my sink, but you know what? I did it and I was jumping up and down and I was so excited. <laughs> Plumber for hire. It was the best I, feeling I, I, ever. So I'm IT and plumbing now. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> so yeah. The list is very long. I know, it right? Chalked me, it chalked me up as a mediocre plumber. I fixed a leaky sink in my duplex the other day, and my dad was so pumped. He lives down in Arizona, but he's like, you probably saved yourself $500 right there. Yep. Same. I called my dad, too. I was like, Dad, guess what? <laughs> it's the little victory. Exactly. It's something about bragging to your dad that you did something like that. It's like, Psh, yeah, I did it. Dad proud to know his daughter can handle herself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. want to show my girls that. They don't need a guy yep. to do to do that. They can do it themselves or they can figure out how to do it, mm-hmm. especially in this yeah. world or this day and age with YouTube and everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many resources available to us for so many different walks of life these mm-hmm. days. Yeah. OK, so how did uh, how did we find you? How did you find us? Let's tell that story because <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. And I'm really curious because in just some some past context I was in my office across from Kenzie one day. She shuts her door and gets on the phone. She's on the phone for an hour with this person. And they're like, just having a great time. And I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> what's happening she, in there? Like, this is work. I want to be on that call. I know. I'm like, this is work. Like, how are you having that much fun? And so afterwards, she, she comes out of her office and she's like, we got to get this girl on the podcast sort of deal. And yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I, I don't know how you guys found I each other. I thought the podcast was your idea. You're like, if you just had that much fun on a phone conversation, you're like, that's our podcast. I was like, (laughs) shut up. Stop talking to her. Get her on the podcast. We need to record all of that. Um, So save some some tea. Yes, Yes, exactly. So, And it's been like a a solid chunk of time Mm -hmm. since last time you guys talked. Mm -hmm. So and you've been doing some really cool stuff, Emily. And so um, I want to know, like, how you guys 
found each other to talk for an hour, I guess. And yeah. then, perfect. And tell me about all it that. Is, it's so, yeah, it is pretty silly. So like I kind of mentioned with my profession, a lot of guys have side jobs or own their own businesses. Um, just it affords you time and however you want to use that, you know, is up to you. But I was, um, like, okay, I got a good chunk of time. I feel like I'm in the outdoor space a lot, um, you know, in multiple different facets. So I was like, man, maybe I should, maybe I should try and like pick up another gig, like of some kind. And, um, I reached out to my friend Kevin that owns Barney's up here, who's one of your guys' uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. accounts. And I was like, hey, Kev, like, I was asking him a little about a little bit about Kafaru, and I was like, do they have like sales reps up here? Or he's like, no, they're direct to consumer. I was like, okay. And he's like, what do you need a pack or something? I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> right. I was like, no, I was thinking more like a job. <laughs> and he was like, shut the f up and i was like what <laughs> what and he's like come come work at the shop if you want a job and i was like oh you're funny um but anyway so he passed uh aaron's contact along aaron's email address just Ooh, bad idea, <laughs> bad idea. <Yep>. yes <laughs> right and it, but also it's like i already found that like i found it online like well, yeah, he puts his know. cell phone number online Anyways. so you could have just called him too and shot oh, him a text funny <laughs> So I shoot him an email and I just kind of introduce myself, um, you know, give him a little bit of background about my, you know, history up here, what I'm into. And essentially was just like looking like I'm a, a fan of the brand looking to be involved in the company, whether, you know, in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I send this email, you know, and I'm like, kind of nervous little sweaty palms right in it. and i'm like i don't know f it it's right one of those things are just like f, f it you yep know what I mean? love that mentality um you never know yep and then so and so then a few days later he was like sounds awesome look forward to working with you my assistant will get in touch with you i was like you're an assistant huh? kenzie <laughs> i'm a lot of things yes i am his assistant <laughs> I'm glad he responded to you though. Cause I didn't see that response. I just got it forwarded to me with absolutely zero words. Just he forwarded it to me. No, like call her text, like, no, let's get in touch with her. Just here you go. So that's what I got. So I'm glad that he actually responded to you. (laughs) Right. And then I think when we first started having some dialogue, I was actually in like Valdez, like heli skiing. Oh my gosh. You were, (laughs) you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm on a random trip with my brother or something like that. I was like, what? Like, how does that Did happen? you just say hella skiing? Uh, hella skiing. Yes. Is that like, do they drag you behind a helicopter skiing, like water skiing? Like what is going on? Oh no. Let her tell you. They drop you on the top of mountain peaks and then you out of the helicopter down and uh-huh. And you got what? 24 hour notice before this trip? Oh, uh, I, I knew that there was potential, but it was more like one hour. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Oh, shit. I had just gotten I had just gotten off like a horrible 48 hour shift and I was coming home just to like sleep my life away. And I get a text from my brother that was like, you're in. So I immediately like <laughs> started chugging coffee, probably. <laughs> coffee through my shit in my truck. Um, and that's about a four and a half hour drive to Valdez. So by the time I got there, they were just getting back in the bird from like their first awesome day. And it just, our weather window that I was there is 
very abnormal. Like we got five days of bluebird, like the most amazing writing I've ever done in my entire life. Like high consequence, like choosing our own lines. Like when you look at like big backcountry skiing or snowboarding, like Valdez is essentially like the Mecca for that. And it was wild. Does high um, consequence yeah, so, mean like high death high probability? Like very high avalanche <laughs> oh, um, ooh. terrain. So lots of consequences uh, could happen. <laughs> That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they did for other people in, in the group and there <gasps> were small slides, you know, but it's very much like reading terrain, snow conditions, weather patterns. Being very aware um, of what's around you. you. Very much so. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of that is like the guide's responsibility, but it's like you can't just be out there like willy nilly it, yeah. Not knowing what you're doing or what you're looking for. So it's it's smart if you're up here, and most people do like have an AVI one or two kind of course under their belt, and it's really good to refresh, especially if you're spending a lot of time in the backcountry, which I do. Um, Sorry, we kind of got off path there. No, that's I sorry. Mean, no, that's kind of part of the path. Yeah. Is that we were emailing while you were on this trip. So you're just like launching yourself off of mountains with avalanches, like emailing Shoot at the same time. time. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to imagine this. <laughs> yes, goodness. Kenzie in between while I'm shredding. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, um. But yeah, I was there for about five days and we had kind of coordinated to like, okay, let's set a time to talk kind of next week. And mm -hmm. we finally got on the phone and that's, I guess, when you saw her across the hall. But she was like, who are you and how am I talking to you? Yes. Uh, you know, essentially. <laughs> and like, I'm like, hi, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> and it was like, we probably could have talked like another hour. Like we were just going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sheesh. Um, you're that cool. Yeah, now we're kind of here. Well, well cause, because you started telling like all your stories, like your hunting stories and you're going to Costa Rica and all. And then I think, didn't you invite me to go hunting with you in October, which I can't go, but you invited me. I was like, yeah. And I ended up sending you uh, a video of our hunt from last. Yes. Fall the ladies. There. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it was, it was just the most epic one of the, I mean, it'll, it'll, uh, probably continue to be like top two three adventures for me ever so but the way like scenarios i went to kodiak never been there before yeah. yeah the way like your your hunts and like your life like evolves it's like crazy to me because well you were telling me that you met somebody in nashville at sci and then she came to costa rica with you like two months later Yep. Yeah. She just met randomly at a bar and was like, come fishing. And she's like, okay. <laughs> is that normal? Yeah. <laughs> right. That is very normal. Right. I mean, it, it kind of, again, like Kenzie's saying, kind of is the way that like, I'm, I'm not turning down any opportunities for like mm -hmm. adventures. And if I end up going to do something cool and there's room for more people to come, I'm like, everybody come with me. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how kind of Kodiak was, uh, Costa Rica was awesome. You know, I bid on this, this trip at a wild sheep banquet and it was a trip for four to Costa Rica to fish for, you know, six days. And, and those pictures like, were stunning. Invited, oh, it was so cool. I invited these three girls that had all had never met each other before. <laughs> and, you know, that could go terribly wrong or it could be great. And it was awesome. Um, and that's kind of also how Kodiak was again, that, 
area a little bit more high consequence if things were to not be as smooth or people weren't to have been as capable Mm -hmm. um, because you're in straight, you know, brown bear country. Um, But that one, you know, guys that I work with now are like, I've been in Kodiak every year for like the last 15 years and I've never brought bucks home like that. And that was my first two out of the three of our first times uh, ever hunting blacktail. And that was Mm. three of our first times ever going to Kodiak. Yeah. The Uh, whole high consequence thing. That's why I definitely should not be going yet. (laughs) I'm not ready for that. Your injury. (laughs) No, just, um, I've never hunted before. I'm going, um, this fall will be my first two hunts. So I'm not ready for the high consequence hunts yet. (laughs) Well, and it's more just like, situational awareness like head on a swivel mm. type of deal and, and i don't I, have I that get what, i get what you're <laughs> don't go to kodiak maybe I'm just not kodiak <laughs> i'm gonna stick to idaho <laughs> yeah less less uh, predator country yes exactly mm-hmm. yeah well you know i'm i'm never one to like shy away from you know doing something that's a little bit uncomfortable and i'm getting there um <laughs> Yeah, totally. You got to start somewhere. Exactly. Baby steps. For sure. And that's, I mean, I'm still, I consider myself relatively new into the hunting game and I've, you know, it's maybe been like five years now, but Mm -hmm. I still remember plenty of my first hunts and I'm like just absorbed as much as I could. And it was, I was like, this is the, there's this whole other world that I feel like I'm just so uh, like unaware of. And then I was just like dove in head first. And over the last few years, it's kind of worked out for me. I don't know. I just feel like it's the, the way that you live with like your work, your life out of work scenarios, like what you choose to spend your time doing and the people you choose to be around. Um, that's a huge one. Having the right people behind you and in your life. That makes all the difference. Totally. And it's like, if you don't know, it's like, if, if you're interested in, in any, if you're interested in aviation, hunting, fishing, it's like, you kind of got to put your little uncomfortableness like to the side and, you know, get into those groups and you'll learn and, you know, you'll find people that can mentor you mm-hmm. and like, you know, kind of show you the ropes. And that's, that's there's definitely a, like a prideful thing that you got to like, Get over quick, <laughs> for sure. Get over quick. And yes. I don't like not being good at stuff. Uh, and so it's like, I'm going to do everything I can on on the back end. Like, I'm going to do the research. I'm going to, like, get in the best shape that I can. So mm-hmm. all those elements are taken care of. And so when I go and submerge myself into these different deals, it's like I can just Right. Learn. Do the things that you're in control of. So Appreciate. when you're not, you're somewhat prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So you're saying that you just started hunting a couple of years ago and that that's not something you've been doing like, your entire her, life. Her mouth like <laughs> dropped when you said that I could see her brain like boom <laughs> processing. Yeah, but it didn't seem like that big of a transition just because it already, um, you know, encompasses like everything that I love to do anyways um like the physical challenge like okay so like the like the hiking and being outdoors like you're outdoorsy before that but you weren't hunting correct interesting so what made you want to start just natural progression of being in alaska and out in the outdoors 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, and being in the fire service, mm. a lot of people hunt. Um, and I, w- I was dating somebody that was a big hunter. And so like the first hunt I went on was a sheep hunt, you know, and that's not something that like people just go do for their first hunt. You know what I mean? Um, and so, I, yeah, it started like early, like dive in head first type of deal. And uh, we were successful on his hunt for him. And I was like, oh, doll sheep hunting isn't that hard. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and like people work their entire lives, you know, to maybe get an opportunity to take a doll sheep. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, so, so my first hunt, you know, I didn't, I wasn't the one that pulled the trigger, but, um, you know, you do all the work, you pack it out you, late nights and I was like, oh boy, I'm hooked. <laughs> oh no. I've heard like sheep <laughs> hunting in particular is addicting. Like, I mean, sheep hunting, goat hunting, just like the areas that you got to go and the terrain that you get to see and mm-hmm. like the grind, like it's, it's no joke. And, um, yeah, ever since that first one, like in 2018 or 19, it was like, Okay, I got to get myself a sheep here sometime soon. <laughs> and have you yet? I have not. Okay. okay. It's still, you got to go through on, kind of a long process up there, right? Drawing and everything. Well, um, I'm not a fear resident. Gotcha. Yep. And I think that's kind of what's different than a lot of the other states is that we are very fortunate up here as residents. Um, you know, it's funny though. Some people are like, Oh, I didn't draw anything. So, you know, my hunting plans are out the window this year. And it's like, you don't have to draw anything to go hunt. Right. You know, exactly. Just alter your Uh, route. I didn't didn't draw anything last year and I had my best year. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really cool. And then it's kind of funny the, when the results came out this year, they come out in like February and we were coming off shift, but we were sitting around the coffee table at work. And, you know, at that point, it's like they come out sometime in the morning and everybody's pushing refresh, refresh on their phones and waiting for that. Yes. You know, by their num by the numbers that, have, you know, all the tags that they put in for. And my kind of mentality going in this year was like, yo, like we already won. Like we live here. We can go hunt anything. Absolutely. Yeah. To me, it doesn't really matter if there's yes. Like there's a few things that you can't go hunt uh, unless you draw. But my buddy ended up um, pulling up his phone and like put it in my face. And he had a yes. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Like, would you draw? And he's like, that's not me. I was like, who is it? He's like, that's you, dum-dum. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So I drew uh, I drew an elk on Kodiak this year. Wow. Um. So that'll be pretty cool. But I've, you know, still got plenty of other stuff uh, on the book that I plan to go do. And I know Kenzie kind of filled you in on this last one, but also just got back to my first grizzly bear hunt. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we saw that. Tell us about that. Kind of reeling from that one still. Yeah, because we got back at like one in the morning and then I went straight to work. And so it's taken me a few days to kind of like process and let my body recover a little bit but um yeah the fellow that I went with he is a serious uh bow hunter and so we had bows and rifles and he was looking for something pretty special um because he's taken a he's taken a grizzly before and so I was more just 
happy to go along first grizzly like spot and stop hunt um in a different part of the state that i'd never really seen before <sighs> um and it was awesome uh you know we hiked in pretty far camped a few nights and it was just it's just so great to be out you know and like get your body moving and like ready for the season and feel some weight on your pack and like that was the part I was looking forward to the most. And then we weren't really seeing like a ton of signs of life, but um, so we finally like start working our way out probably four or five days later. And um, <laughs> we both look, we both look up at probably about the same time I'm in front and uh, this grizzly and I just make eye contact and our wind is like, not in our favor so it's just blowing right into its face and we're probably at like 80 yards <clears throat> so it kind of stopped stood up looked at us and ended up just like skirting around right where we were and so we kind of had a, a brief discussion of like okay you want to get close like you've got your bow i've got my rifle we ditched our pack and kind of just stalked it back deep back into where we had just come from and at one point like this was like what got me like really excited. It's like we probably got within like 70 yards doing like the whole like running between knobs, like keeping cover. Uh, and I filmed like a few portions of that where it's like I'm right behind him and then I zoom in and it's like you can see the bear right there. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. And uh, so now at this point, we had the wind in our favor. Um, and he, uh, you know, Bear didn't really seem too concerned. So we got like a really good look at it and it, it wasn't something that he was interested in. So then we, you know, had another quick discussion of like, okay, uh, do I want to shoot it? Like, it's so funny, like devil's advocate. I'm like legit have like a little devil on my shoulder and an angel. And I'm like, gosh, like we got a really long day of driving like we're we're deep back in here now because we followed it back in and i was like god like snacks and food and a good meal are so close we just have to go like you know seven miles out and we'll be out of here <laughs> that's it just seven miles it's fine the little devil on my shoulder was like what pardon my language in the fuck are you talking about <laughs> out here bear hunt there's a goddamn grizzly and so that was when you know i gotta be careful because i was like fuck it like we got we have to yes yeah. of course you do like why wouldn't we and i should have known you know <laughs> as soon as i said that i'm like oh god here we go yep the guys was also he's like an ultra runner you know like did a solo sheep hunt you know for like 30 miles in and like a day just by himself yeah oh my goodness yeah so <laughs> I, think I, I should I should have known you know I should have known and I think in the back of my mind I did but I was like again F it right like, this is what we're mm -hmm. here to do, to do right exactly you're there why would you not um, yeah so we ended up yeah stalking it back in um we kind of had to like let it go a ways and then kept cover and you know i ended up taking it down with one shot at 200 yards and kind of sat there for a little bit afterwards like holy <laughs> shit did that just happened right mm -hmm. just resting and uh, taking it all in just 
yeah, we did that. And also to make sure it was dead. And then, uh, that's important like, too. We're probably like 50 yards from it. And at this point, like good weather, mosquitoes, the most horrible mosquitoes, little murdery bloodsuckers I've ever <laughs> encountered in my life that would like put anybody on suicide watch. Oh, if you didn't have a head, a head net on. Like yeah. you, were, you were toast, like eat you. That sounds alive. terrible. And it was like, it was like the same 500 mosquitoes stayed around our heads the entire time. So <laughs> they liked you. Always a constant buzz and a hum. It was brutal. Yeah. So, yeah, we get within like 50 yards of it and uh, torrential downpour, thunder, lightning. Like, we just get hit. Damn, you got hit with everything. <laughs> hard. Everything. And like, you'd think that a rain like that would deter any mosquitoes no it was like they liked it these are right special down. mosquitoes <laughs> straight from hell they really were <laughs> so we it was cool like we went up and yeah probably the hardest part was like having to take off my freaking lunch lady head net <laughs> to do like a few a few photos because it was like they were just on you like Ooh. nobody's business so You're like just take the picture mosquitoes everywhere thunder lightning like you name it oh my goodness um and so, yeah, that, that shot happened probably around like three-ish. And so then it was funny because earlier in the trip, we had also discussed how like leaving your packs is never a good idea. Mm-hmm. And of course, what did we do? Did we you lose them? <laughs> you lost them? No, we, we left them. We left them. Okay. Okay. Like when we decided to like stock it back further in, it was like, he grabbed his bow. I grabbed my rifle. That's all we had. So now at this point, we're deep back in with nothing on us, minus, you know, our weapons of choice. Right. If you will. So then what do you do? So we left it, uh, hiked the three-ish, three and a half miles back to our packs, emptied them, grabbed our kill kits, uh, hiked the three miles back in. <laughs> oh so just back and forth. <laughs> We leapfrogged this trail so many goddamn times. Uh, back there, skinned it out um, the three miles back to where we had our yard sale on the side of the mountain, like, you know, left our tent, sleeping stuff, food, like everything. So mm-hmm. we were light and then uh, dispersed the weight between the two of us. And I had the bear and the hide and he had a few of my wet things. And I think uh, once we got back to the truck that night, we we guessed like okay how much do we think our packs weigh and I was like mm, I'm gonna guess like 63 pounds and when we got back he weighed them and I think they were like 68 or something 68 pounds each mm-hmm. um, so we did a good job dispersing the load evenly nice. um, but he also checked his tracker like once we stumbled back to the truck and it was about 12:45 1 a.m. and um. Yeah, it was 21, 21 miles on the day. I was going to say, I think you sent me a screenshot of that. Uh, yeah. I, yes. In one day. It was, it was just shocking. Uh, <laughs> you know, did it feel like it was that far or were you like, holy shit? It really did. Okay. I was not. So you felt all of it. The most, <laughs> all of it, the most uneven terrain, like ankle breaking, like there's, it's tundra, but it's mm-hmm. swamp. And there's these tussocks that are like these, um, like grassy 
balls that like oh you think you step on it and it'll be stable it's like each one is the ankle breaker of a lifetime oh plus with you know close to 70 pounds on your pack that i was just like what (laughs) what is happening what is wrong with me (laughs) what is happening and what is wrong with me and you know like I, i just went through such like a roller coaster of emotions like suck it up you little bitch right i was gonna say so you were not saying nice things is, to yourself this is this is like what you get on the step mill for for an hour every shift like this is why mm-hmm. you're going into the mountains like you wanted this yep you know? that's why you pack train mm-hmm. yep. and then the other half of me is like literally like on cloud nine that i've got this critter on my back that i just killed and i get to hike out with it But then I'm also like, I feel like I'm going to die. And I've never felt like I pushed my body harder. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for him to also be like, yeah, this is probably like one of the like top three, four, like shittiest pack outs I've ever been on. Like, so to hear (laughs) you're like, sweet. I'm like, I'm validated. Yes. 100% validation right there. And now looking back, you don't really, I mean, you remember the suck, but like, you're proud of yourself, right? You did it. Yeah. And it's funny, like since, since that, you know, which was only a week ago, Mm -hmm. I've been on, um, like gone to do a few other like small adventures and I'm like other people, they're like, Oh my God, the conditions, this (laughs) sucks. This is this. I'm like, there's no mosquitoes around my head. Mm -hmm. Shut your face. I don't have 30 pounds on my back. And it was so funny because my first shift back, we went on this rescue call and it was a beautiful bluebird sunny day. And uh, again, like somebody rolled their ankle on the side of a mountain. And so you're listening to radio traffic and, you know, people are coordinating what needs to get brought up or whatever. And one of the guys is like, oh, can you have them bring up some bug spray? And I just laughed (laughs) out loud. Oh my goodness. That was of high concern to him. <laughs> Thompson, Thompson, do you want any bug spray? I was like, hell no. <laughs> I am good. But, uh, but you know, like they, they were bad up there, but wasn't like nearly as anything as horrible as like what I just dealt with. So it's like, right. it puts things in perspective and, you know, it's like, I wonder what would have happened if the truck was like 30 miles away, you know, mm-hmm. would my body have let me. You would have just Go kept going because you didn't have a choice. You know, I mean, there's always a choice. You stop or you bitch or you moan or, you know, it was like, I'm just, I'm choosing to not, mm-hmm. not give in to the suffer, even though like my body was crying hard inside out. But that's definitely what I'm, great. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that I'm excited about for my first hunts, but the story aspect of it, like your badass story afterwards of explaining how it happened and the suck and the, you know, the amazing things that happened, all the emotions and the feelings. I'm just, I'm so excited for my own stories and to experience all of that. I've never experienced anything like that. I've never had to push myself like that before. And I'm excited for that. Yeah. And you're, you're going to, you'll find out real quick, either you love it or you hate it, you know? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Pretty quick. And then it's really cool to like, you know, I've had a few people suggest to me just to like document, you know, for yourself or for your kids, you know, like some of these experiences, like put it on paper. um, Cause it'll be fun to like relive Mm -hmm. someday, like Mm -hmm. 
like when they're older and be like, look what mommy did. Like mommy's a badass. Look, look what she can do. <laughs> That's what I'm the most excited about. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. The pictures and, then, and you know, once you get, once you get comfortable and um, you know, to that point, it's like, then you bring them out and you show them what to do and, you know, teach them exactly. these things that like you you just learned and it's, it's really cool. That's like probably one of the best parts about it. I don't have kids, but you know, I look forward to that someday. Right. Yep. It's going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. The writing it down mm-hmm. part, I will definitely say I, I should do that more probably, but like my first year back in whatever, 2016 or something, I don't know, 2014, but I'd started like a note in my iPhone about like the whole experience and then left it and then found that recently and like read, read it back. And I was like, why didn't I finish it? Why didn't because you? there was stuff that I didn't even remember that had happened. And I was like, that's so cool to read. I might do that in my note you section of my phone. Yeah. So, so if like, you're, if you're like a daily recap. Yep. I would recommend Because at the end, you're, you might not remember everything. Yep. Okay. I like that. Yeah. But too. that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. I, I am guilty of doing that too. on like longer hunts, like when, when you're out for so many days and mm-hmm. yeah, like things just kind of blend together. And that's, I think everybody's guilty of that. And it's like, Oh, what day are we on? Like three. And it's like, it's day eight, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they all, I, yes. I've heard that they all just blend together. It's like, I don't even know where I'm at. Like just, same thing all day, every day. And then you start forgetting like the super cool stuff that you've done and whatever. And that's, what's great about Instagram. Yes. And not just that you're like doing it for the gram necessarily, but like, it's kind of a a journal. Like it keeps track of your life. And like, we wouldn't know all the cool stuff that you're out there doing. And like, honestly, you could tell us right now over this podcast and I'd be like, okay, all right. And then I see those pictures that you've posted and it's like, holy crap. Like this girl gets after it. Like, yes. Kind of puts it, puts it all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's how I ended up with that, like, you know, that Western Hunter one. It was like I had a few I'd never submitted anything anywhere. And it was just like my uh, goat hunt that I was on last year. And like the photos were just probably will be like the most epic photos I ever have in my entire life. And, you know, had a few people like kind of encourage me, like, you should like send me somewhere and do something. I was like, okay, you know, I don't know. So I submitted them to like western hunter and then i had somebody like a few months later forward me like an electronic version and it happened to like they put me on the freaking cover i was just about to say and you're on the cover i'm looking at it right now i thought i was i thought i was just going to be somewhere you know in the back of the story and then i was like holy shit they put me smack down (laughs) wow (laughs) and you had no idea Uh, none Mm, that's amazing that's cool that's like more satisfying. Almost. That was a fun little surprise. And, you know, I had kind of mentioned something to my dad, but I just, you know, probably like a month ago, just got in a box of like, you know, a bunch of copies and mm-hmm. some other things. And so I sent my dad one like in a shadow box for Father's Day. And I think he was, pretty, he was pretty stoked. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> that is so cool. So did, did your family hunt at all or did you get into this all by yourself? family does not hunt wow um grew up fishing a okay. little bit but, i was gonna say you fish uh, a lot i do fish <laughs> quite a bit uh, but it's just you know it's up here it's like there's just never enough hours in the day and uh you know summer 
in in the summertime, Alaskans are known for burning the candle at both, just because in the winter when it's dark, it's like we don't get that time back. So Mm -hmm. it's funny. It's like people go kind of through the same deal every year. It's like summertime, like you just, you'll sleep when you're dead. You fish, you hunt, you camp, you get outside, you four wheel, you go to the cabin. And then like, I think come like October for people, they're like, thank God, like things start to slow down and kind of like, kind of like a bunch of bears up here. We just use the winter to like hibernate and get caught up, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, on whatever it is. But it's funny. It's like October that, you know, I'm not slowing down in October, like my, my year rolls like year round. I feel like between like hunting and then skiing and then like out of state trips. So I just, uh, I feel like sometimes I just sleep standing up. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, you know, I just I just like to try and take advantage so much of my days off and uh, the free time that I do have with like an able body and you know, uh, I'm not good at I'm not good at sitting still, so so when you do ever sit still, like what's your guilty pleasure? Like, do you like your one thing? Do you uh, like sit down and watch the office or something? Like what's your one thing that when you do stop, you love to do? Or do you just stop when you're sleeping? <laughs> I, that's a really good. <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> Shit. Um, like I'm obsessed with my dog and like, other dogs so it's like I every day is like a dog park deal even before I had a dog I would still like go do my normal run at a dog park Mm -hmm. so I could pet all the dogs so it's like who's taking who's taking who to the dog park (laughs) but and he's a he looks like he's a lab he is a giant chocolate lab with a little bit of St. Bernard in there so he's like oh so he is big yep what's his name moose Moose. what a perfect name yep (laughs) Yep. Um, so we get after it a little bit, like he's slowing down. So I kind of have to be selective with like what I take him to go do anymore. But like my down days are still like an active, like recovery. I feel like, like we've just got a whole mountain range, like behind and I don't need to go do anything like crazy, but it's funny. I have learned to appreciate, um, being a walker. Like I go for walks now. Like okay, that's kind of slowing down. Go on a, right, go on a gnarly hike or, you know, something, but which I am doing. Have you ever been told that rest days are good for you? <laughs> Says the girl who works yeah. out seven days a week. I don't want to okay. hear it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And they are, you know, I definitely get those in, but I like to use like say days at work. Like if we're busy running calls and I, I don't get a workout in. That's why I like cram all my off days full of stuff because those days do happen at work, okay. like where I don't get in a workout or I'll just focus on like mobility. And, you know, this was a, this last little trip was a good reminder of like, oh, God, I got to make sure I'm limber. <laughs> stretch a little bit sometimes. Like stretch. I hate totally, stretching. Totally. It's like the older <laughs> you get, it's like that's almost like the more important than like anything else. Like, I know. I've been told that too. To go. I'm just not very bendy. It doesn't feel good. I hate yoga. I don't, I can't shut my brain off. I hate it. Yeah. Well, you better learn to love it. <laughs> I know I'm not getting any younger. You got coming up. 
Oh, that's true. My friends call me a geriatric. So, you know, I should probably stretch, <laughs> take my prune juice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. It's like getting in and out of chairs. I'm like, God, why am I making these noises? I know. Like, What's wrong with my hip? <laughs> seriously. And like good. Yeah. Good hip pop. Mm. Oh yeah. The pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Amanda's a baby. So she doesn't yeah. understand all of this. No, I literally got up yesterday. I'm pretty sure you were like, you look like you're in pain. Like what happened? Or someone said that. And I was like, it's just, you know, my hips and my knees. Oh, yeah. Well, you have started working out with me recently in the past week. Yeah. She's a CrossFitter now. Hashtag Ooh, cross good. not Welcome fit. The club. <laughs> yes. Right. It's a good club. Get there. You do CrossFit? Oh my God. It's like the, I do. Mm, it is the best. I'm just going to say I do like lifting with aerobics. Yeah, she, she doesn't want to be associated with us CrossFitters. It's like being vegan. Like everyone knows. <laughs> and everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Right. That's like the number one rule. Like I Googled it. Yeah, you have to talk about it. Yeah. Says the one who's posted every day that we've worked out on social media, Amanda. You got to talk about your wads and your, right. you know, your AMRAPs and your Mac PRs. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, good times. I, um, I recently just got uh, a cold plunge in my house too. So oh, my oh. brother has like a little side hustle company and what's great about being up here too is like there's so many op- opportunities for like natural cold plunging mm, right um, you just jump in the water I, I sent you guys some some of my videos the other day out of Whittier where it's like yeah that water's probably 39 degrees but <laughs> it was like a Richter blue sunny day and yes because I'd kind of been like regularly plunging like getting in that water out there actually felt really really good hmm. I am not you know, a cold I plunge feel- person I think I'd well, fight somebody. <laughs> I've tried. I'm a warm plunge person. Thank you. I'm more of a hot tub and maybe a glass of wine type of girl. Oh, goodness. Me, me too. I don't blame you, you know, but I don't blame you. I like to do it all, but I, yeah. I've heard the cold plunging like those. Every, it's supposed to, I know all the good things. It's supposed to be really good yeah, for you. I just can't do it. Just, and I'm stubborn. One more, it's one more, one more thing to incorporate. You know, it's like, there's so many things. And right. You got to pick and choose. Exactly. I found a great spot at the reservoir mm-hmm. last weekend. Oh, did you? Yep. It was cold. No, it was warm, but no. you know, in two months, it's going to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be busy. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. We're fine. It's little embassy. Yeah. <sighs> Goodness. Yeah, it sounds like Alaska is kind of magical in a way. I want to know, though, I guess I've never thought about this before. When it's dark all the time, what do you do? Or- uh, yeah, darkness does affect people up here. There's like a lot more depressed people up here than any of the other states. Uh, it's one of those where you just got to force yourself to get outside. Um, How long is it dark? Like flashlights? Headlamps? I mean, you know, sun's going down at like around like four and not coming up, you know, sometimes in the, in the dead of winter, not coming up until like 10 ish, like Hmm. our windows, our windows pretty small, but even if it is dark, it's like, it's still light enough out. And a lot of times, like when it snows, that brightens things up too. But uh, a lot of people travel like outside of the state like hawaii's hawaii's a pretty convenient uh jaunt so people go to hawaii or, or you know a lot of people like fat tire bike cross-country ski backcountry ski it's just 
you still got to get those endorphins pumping and that's just one of the other reasons too i think in the summer while people really grind it out right they just hit it it truly is the land of the midnight sun like you can fish all night long you can hunt you can do anything because the sun doesn't fully go down so strange pretty it is pretty wild you know and that's just such another like cool thing i you know perusing social media and youtube and like like I go down rabbit holes watching hunting videos and whatnot. And when there's videos like up here of guys coming from out of state and all they have to say is like a bucket list hunt, like this is a once in a lifetime, you know, trip. And it's just so wild that like I get to live here and you know, these, these things that these guys are doing that are once in a lifetime trip, I get to go do like on a Tuesday after work, you know what I mean? That's a really good way to look at it, that you have that ability. Yeah, and everybody does, but whether they take advantage of it or not, you know, like that's kind of up to them. It's like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work to own a boat, to own, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But it's just, you pick and choose like what's important to you and like what, what you want to spend your time doing and who you want to spend your time with and, and whatever space and. That's so much of it. Your brain is so strong. You have to keep working at it and forcing it to make those decisions because you could just sit on the couch. Mm -hmm. You totally could. And plenty of people do. And, you know, I don't I don't have a lot of sympathy for people that are like, I'm so bored. And I'm just like, can't hear you. (laughs) Get Get out. out Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. (laughs) Does does not compute. (laughs) Right. Uh, You know, and that's like at work a lot of people have, have that very like similar mindset. So I think that's kind of like what pushes me even more like, okay, I'm off today. Yeah. Maybe I got like four hours of sleep at work, but it's sunny in the sound and my boat's out there. Like, right. You gotta go. Because well, I would, I would think the majority of the people who do live up there want that outdoor lifestyle, right? Like you don't yes. move to Alaska to not they don't, enjoy it. They leave. Right. They, you know, or they just, or they're not there long. Right. <laughs> anything. Right. Know? And yeah. Those aren't, those aren't the people I spend my time with. So. All right. Like opportunities are endless up here it, for stuff like that. And if you're not doing it, like. You gotta it's kind of your fault. Man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I think we are about out of time, um, but do you want to let cool. our listeners know kind of where they can follow you along on all your adventures and see all your amazing pictures? Yeah, I, um, I'm pretty much just on the Instagram, and that's it. Uh, my handle is A-K-M-E-T. Um, we'll go ahead and tag and that also. Yeah. yeah, I post some work stuff, but not like a ton. But, yeah, you know, I've had people reach out to me before about, like, fire service questions and getting hired, and, um, you know, I'm a good resource for that. But, yep, I'm around on the line, and i um, happy to – answer any Alaska questions if people have them. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have fun on your adventure today. The, yes. Yes. I can't remember what the name is. The ultra it's a third series. Yes. That. Yeah. She's running a marathon. She's running a a ski resort today. Running a ski resort. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mountain series. 
race that they do like across the country at all like the ski towns um that what? starts yeah. and finishes at a, at the base but the race is at the end of the month and i'm going down with a few people just to run the course and get my legs under me yeah. okay well that's smart yes yeah. yes yeah so good luck with that have so much fun and i will talk to you soon thanks for your time today yeah, yes thank you so much i'm glad we thanks so glad we finally did it yep me too thanks for having me okay bye for sure bye bye